Welcome to Comadres y Comics. Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. This is episode 108. How are you guys doing? We are your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Hey guys, how are you guys doing? Hello. I'm doing good. Uh, sleepy. Always sleepy. Oh God, <laughs> you know what? You know what? I woke up to have breakfast and then uh, Frank made me this patata, this sort of like a Spanish omelet thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. I ate it. And then after that, I was just like, I'm just going to sit here for a little bit. And I fucking dozed off. <laughs> for like an hour i'm like what the fuck why did i fall asleep? and frank's like i just wanted to let you sleep because you you know you look really deep in sleep uh-huh. i was like oh okay but uh yeah i was like what the fuck taking naps am i that old shit <laughs> well i have this well actually i thought i'd been doing better about it but no nope. uh, with the return of school work i realized that i do I do most and the best of my schoolwork around 2 to 3 a.m. So, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Wow. Like, and I do some of it during the day, too, but I usually finish it up around that time. So I don't usually go to sleep till, like, around, like, 3, maybe 4 a.m. Uh, and then I am always rudely awakened at 8 a.m. Uh, by noises of everyday life. So, and then I'm just like, okay, I'm awake. And then I'm like, should I get up or should I go back to sleep? And usually I just go back to sleep and then I wake up again, like around 11, 12 a.m. And then rinse and repeat. (laughs) (laughs) See, this time change has really messed with me because before the time change, it was light when I would wake up and I was waking up at like 4.30 in the morning to like 5 30 and like not that it was light at 4 30 but it would be getting lighter earlier and now I wake up at six o'clock six six thirty and it's pitch ass black outside and I cannot stay awake I'm like nope I'm going back to bed and I go back to bed and I fall asleep and I stay asleep until like nine nine thirty and then that just completely throws everything off because I usually do my miles in the morning and um, need to get them done by 10 o'clock so that at 10 o'clock I can take a shower, eat breakfast, get ready and be in the car to be on my way to work by 11 because we open at noon. And I just have the last four days, I have not even been able to do that. And two of those four days, I didn't even work. (laughs) (laughs) I just could not. I once Uh, I went back to sleep and woke up later, it just ruined my day the the, for the entire day. And also, mm -hmm. I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, convinced that I'm going through some depression right now with the stuff that's going on with my brother. And Mm -hmm. it's just been like, I think about it, and I get sad. And then I start to cry and then I'm like, no, fuck that. And, but then I just can't stop thinking about it. So I today forced myself to get up and go, even though there was a brief moment, where I was like, nah, I'll start tomorrow. But I, I forced myself by talking myself into just doing three miles instead of the six that I usually do. And instead of running, I just walked. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I did it. I finished it. I felt good that I did it. Um, but uh, I'm already struggling with how I'm going to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> Damn. 
that's that's yeah crazy. no that sucks i mean it's good that you at least acknowledge and know that that's what you're going through and you're putting in the effort to like kind of drag yourself out of it but still a shitty situation to be in yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah i mean my my dad just well actually my my dad's wife called and she said that my dad has been having some heart issues and they were she was calling me because she mainly wanted to let us know just in case anything happened and also because he needed a ride to the doctor on Monday. And I said, okay. So then she's like, you could call him when he gets back from work. And I'm like, what? He's at work. What the fuck? Anyway, so, <laughs> so I talked to him and it's something that he has been seeing his doctor for, for the last week. <clears throat> and so like now he's going to go to the specialist, but my brother, my young brother, but the older one of his second marriage he's um he's been driving him taking off work and driving him when he needs to go to these appointments mm. <clears throat> and i'm like you know dad um you really should let us know not because don't think of it as you're getting us to worry about you think of it as us helping david with what when you need to go to the doctor or when you need to go for tests or whatever mm-hmm. i go because you know he can't be taking off work all the time either so like think of it like that because um because you're telling me that you're not telling me because you don't want to worry us. It's it's not really valid when David's taking out the full load. Right. So, yeah. He, mm-hmm. David's worrying all by himself over there and having to take time yeah. off work, which I'm sure adds to his stress. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um. So I completely comprehend like how people may think a certain way to help people out, but it really doesn't help out. And I guess communication is really key here. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm so glad you're able to share that with us because sometimes you just need an outlet. And um, yeah, I, we just hope things work out. I know it's going to be really difficult and it's an uphill battle, but hopefully, it, it everything turns out okay. I hope. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> on another note i would like to announce that i won the raffle of the uh, of collectors uh prints <laughs> uh, of um the uh what is it called the winter soldier you and- did <laughs> yes, I won. So yeah you know i've grown a big sympathy a big sympathetic sloppy heart sloppy kiss for everybody out there trying to create um you know, uh, social media posts and, you know, having these raffles, trying to engage their audience with participating online with them. I've grown really sympathetic because we have a raffle going on uh, for rates and reviews and uh, some of them are trickling in. um, And so I'm just like, whenever I see somebody with a raffle or something, I just try to uh, participate as much as possible. And I won! So yeah. it, pays off. it totally pays off. I saw this print and I was like, it's so beautiful. And I know it's going to be an enamel pit print a pit yeah. pin as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I won, guys. I won. Yay. <laughs> so See, there those, are winners. Yes. And for those of you, those of the people out there at Audience Land who do not know who Collectors is, Kristen, who is Collectors or what is Collectors? <laughs> Well, Collector's Comic is a webcomic that is drawn weekly by my husband, Eddie D'Angelini, and it is a story about Eddie, who is an avid comic book collector, and he loves his wife and his comic book collection, but not always necessarily in that order. 
so uh, he likes to describe it as um, a, a comic strip where he talks about um, uh, all I have to put up with with his crazy comic book collecting. Um, but it definitely is very um, loosely based on stuff that actually happens in our real life. And um, he likes to tell readers that he will leave it up to them to decide what's true <laughs> and what's fiction. But um, yes, you can find it at collectorscomic.com. And he's on Facebook, he's on Instagram, he's on Webtoons. And uh, you can buy his, uh, this print um, from him on um, his website. And uh, also there's some uh, original art up there. And then you can buy um, it's a web comic, but he's collected all of the annual works into um, uh, actual physical books, and you can buy those as well. Yeah, I particularly love the ones where uh, he draws with the watchers in it. That oh, yeah. last that last one was <laughs> super good, and I wanted to get the original one, but it was already sold out. Uh, uh, somebody had already purchased the original artwork, but man, that was <laughs> that was freaking clever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I'm remembering the e the end of it. It's so funny. And but, it's yeah. funny to me that people that know us, like in real life, like you guys, will say that they read the comic and they read it in and they hear our voices when, <laughs> when they're reading it. So yeah. Funny. Or I like the ones where I can be like, where, where like, oh, they've told me this story before. I can see where it comes. <laughs> I know, I know what inspired this. What situation inspired this? So that's that's what I really like about the comic. <laughs> All right, guys, I've been waiting for this for a while now. What time is it? What time is it, Kristen? <laughs> well, it is. La Hora de la Cervecita. <laughs> and I'm so excited to try this beer just because it's so freaking cute. The can art is so cute. And I remember when you brought us a, um, a beer from this brewery before, which is Paperback Brewery, located here in Glendale, California, uh, that we saw all the amazing covers, uh, can art covers. And I was like, Oh my gosh, these all look so cool. And you brought us today one with a cute little bunny on it. And it's called mm -hmm. Bunny with a Chainsaw. And it is a double hazy IPA. It's 8.4 ABV. And it says it's a picture of a cute little bunny carrying a chainsaw. And it says his cuteness will cut you to pieces. <laughs> so um, I am excited to try it. It says that this uh, is brewed with Idaho 7 Mosaic and Cascade hops, and they cut right into the smooth mouthfeel like a chainsaw, creating a well-balanced, <laughs> juicy, hazy IPA with tropical notes. Mm. 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 <laughs> There's a little thing that says cheers and there's a little a little cat holding a big, big uh, jug of beer. It's super cute. And um, I don't know about you guys, but this um, I OK. So when I was younger, uh, my mom would take us to the uh, the Goodwill and and in the Goodwill, people donated um, books. And some of the books they donated were the little what, what do they call the little golden oh. books? Oh, little golden books. Yes. Yes, and they had those weird like 1950s art like yeah. so this is definitely in that vein. 
this is definitely like the 1950s kind of like little fluffy bunny kind of oh that is uh that's quite a smell aroma <laughs> i don't feel like mine is very no mine isn't very aromatic no maybe, maybe you're just sensitive today jen Maybe, or maybe I just shook it around a little bit before I opened it. <laughs> you know, I, I inverted a little bit before I opened oh, them. Yeah. But. Oh. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh, there, there's an actual sound effect there, guys. Oh, my gosh. Her face is so funny. It's actually very pretty <laughs> when, you, when you pour it. It's very nice and hazy. Let's see it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it has a good color. It has a good golden, bright golden color. I, I'm i actually liking this. I, What happened? I'm a, I am a big fan of hazy IPAs. I know that they get a bad rap from quote-unquote real IPA drinkers because they <laughs> say that they are girly. But, girly? Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. Let me tell you, nothing about this hazy IPA is girly. <laughs> but... um. I really enjoy them. I feel like the flavor profile of hazy IPAs is a lot more um, unique. Um, generally, when I'm drinking them, um, some are very, very hoppy. Like this one is very hoppy at the end. But others, there is no aftertaste whatsoever. And mm -hmm. I find it just very um, smooth. Uh, and also creamy, like it talks about a, uh, uh, a smooth mouthfeel, like a chain. It cuts your right into your smooth mouthfeel like a chainsaw, which actually is so freaking accurate. Yes, it's very creamy. It's very smooth feeling in your mouth. And then that freaking hoppiness afterwards just fucking like punches you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> or like a chainsaw. Like a chainsaw, yeah. So I have to agree with you on that front. It actually is like initial sipping. I can I can sip it. It's when I swallow. <laughs> it's when I swallow that <laughs> that the hops just slap my face. Yeah, like it's it's um it definitely is a unique taste. But it is on initial sip. It is smooth. And it's an 8.4 and I haven't eaten anything. So right. it's got oh, that going okay. for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could, no, I had that patata for brunch and I knew that I had to have something in my stomach. So in order to drink. Do you know that I had a foreign exchange student when I was in high school and the very first day that she was there, she wanted to cook for us. And that's what she cooked. Really? Yeah. Oh, how did you like it? I loved it and I've Isn't never it? had it again oh. since then, but I loved it and I'm always looking for it. So now Frank has to make me that too. <laughs> Dude, when we all get injections, we're going to so have like fucking food for, we're just going to have like sampler platters everywhere. Yes. Oh, we can eat it in the, in, in the garden. I, I have to plant flowers, but <laughs> right now it's like a, it's like a slash between desert and weeds. <laughs> Right now, just talking, the very tanginess of that hoppiness is like dancing on my tongue. And it's so, it, the aftertaste is so, so overwhelming of everything yeah. else. Yeah, mm -hmm. I definitely feel a little bit um, warmth kind of a, in my chest area after drinking it. I, I don't know why that is with this. I mean, maybe it's the hops 
that are really hoppy so it just kind of stays in my chest uh but i really like uh there's definitely fruit involved in this i can yes in, yeah in the background but yes it's definitely hoppy and uh, not so carbonated so it's kind of like a smooth juicy feel yeah yes for me the the tropical fruitiness is at the beginning of the of the uh uh, of the swallow <laughs> uh, of the when I first take the sip I that's when I taste it and then after that it is completely just overwashed with the hoppiness so I definitely would recommend this true IPA lovers not people who are just sometimes IPA lovers um, but people who really enjoy that kick to the face when it comes to the hoppiness Mm-hmm. yeah 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 definitely definitely it doesn't pull punches in that sense yeah um uh, you guys ready to rate it yes so just as a reminder to our listeners our rating scale is a five point scale where one is flaccid two is initial three is partial four is full and a five is a full-on rigid and if it's a beer that we absolutely love and five is just not enough then six out of five is a super saiyan so sarah what would you rate this beer well um i gotta say i love 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 the can art i love this little bunny with the chainsaw i love that it's pink like kind of like a fuchsia pink and uh this is the second one we drink from this brewery and the can art has been on, it's been spectacular. So, and it's 8.4 alcohol by volume. So um, I, I love, I love the taste of it, guys. I really do. I'm going to give it a full. That's four out of five. Um. Well, this is Jen. And actually, <laughs> it has a very curious aftertaste after the hops have faded. There is like this tartness. It's kind of left behind. It's an interesting taste. Or maybe it's just me finally tasting the initial sip. Who knows? But it kind of lingers on the tongue. And it's actually pretty, it's 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 a pretty interesting taste that I kind of like. But those hops are uh are something else. <laughs> I no, yeah, the like Kristen said before, this is definitely something that IPA lovers would like, including the snobby I only drink IPAs, not hazy IPA people. <laughs> Perhaps it would even be a good transition for them to try out hazy IPAs. Uh, and we've had some hazy IPAs that I've liked, but I think this one, this one, I'm going to go with an initial, mostly because it's definitely not something that I like, but it's something that I will keep drinking right now because uh, it's going <laughs> to give me a good buzz um, uh, since I haven't ate anything. So there I will go. do that. Uh huh. So it's not it's not flaccid, uh, but it's definitely not my usual style. So I'm gonna give it like a, an initial. I think, okay. So me. this is Kristen, and I originally was gonna give it a partial because that aftertaste was just too much. But as we were talking, and I continued to sip it, it actually evened out, and I could taste the fruity notes at the end as well. So um, it actually is pretty complex and I'm going to give it a full, also a four out of five. I'm really enjoying it. I really like it. The can art is freaking adorable and amazing. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am enjoying it a lot more now. So I'm giving it a four out of five. Excellent. That has been our 
beer review of Bunny with a Chainsaw. <laughs> I can't stop looking at the can art. <laughs> All right, guys, it's now time for Chisme de la Semana. And today I have some freaking chisme, guys. So Ooh. it turns out, dude, I can't believe it but batwoman will be canceled after the <gasps> third season are you serious i haven't yeah. even and okay it's yes i know dude i'm just like okay i fucked up i wasn't yeah. watching either but yeah. again cw we got yes go i was gonna say way. if cw were on hulu i would watch it all the time but I can only watch it on my phone and I don't want to watch. I tried to watch um, Lois and Clark or whatever it is called now the other day. And I just, I couldn't, I, I kept falling asleep and my TV was so tiny. And then I had to watch commercials. And, uh, oh, forget it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I can't go back. Don't make me go I back. Know. Okay. In the you can't screen share from your, from your phone to the TV. If I had Chromecast, I could, but oh, I need some F. way for them to talk. And I don't have that right now, but I should take mm. it from work because we have one at the TV <laughs> we're not using right now, but um, take it, take it. <laughs> but yes, at the beginning of the pandemic, I upgraded my Hulu to no commercials. And mm. I was one of those people that was like, you're not going to get more money from me. I'm going to watch those commercials and I'm going to like it. <laughs> but when we started binge watching 90 day fiance and those oh. episodes are like 90 minutes long yep. and with commercials like so so long and we were trying to get through them and we were so addicted and he's like just pay for the extra so i did and oh my god i'm never going back i know it's so nice it's so amazing and i'm worth it <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it's so true like my brother he he upgraded as well to no commercials oh my god i can't go back i mean sometimes yeah. i'll watch something on on uh on youtube and i'm just like oh wait commercials the fuck yeah. like, <laughs> and, and then, actually youtube used to be the sacred ground that you knew you could go there and not have to worry about it and then mm-hmm. they got infiltrated too <laughs> yeah i mean ad blocker <laughs> exactly right oh actually I, I i don't even think about that i know that those things exist but i've never used them <laughs> i gotta look into yeah. that yeah it's why i don't like watching youtube on my phone because then i have to watch the ads and i'm like nah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well she's being canceled after the third season they say that she's gonna still yeah. be a character in the Ar- arrowverse so wait we so even I'm- have we went from uh the rose lady was the day uh rose i forgot her name but, but we yes. went, was she st- when we changed actresses was did the new actress play the old batwoman or was she a new ca- character so see this is why it's getting canceled because i didn't even watch it <laughs> <laughs> i believe if she's uh the new actress is a new character who's taking up the mantle of batwoman okay uh, she's not she's not going to be kate kane got it okay yeah so all right they're thinking of still keeping her on as as um that woman in the arrowverse maybe a legends of tomorrow crossover or even like in the diggle series but as of right now as it stands she the it's being canceled it's uh the third season has already already been greenlit 
but the ratings aren't there and they're canceling it after the third season so yeah so like you know what this happens i i didn't want constantine to be canceled i watched the reruns i restreamed it and it still got canceled and that was a good series too so we'll see what happens definitely constantine yeah i don't think i ever watched that either that's so good i thought the casting was excellent on that yeah i Mm -hmm. haven't watched that one either i've after they said that uh, Constantine wasn't going to be by, I was just like, all right, I'm checking out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and that's kind of a a big part of the stories that you see in, uh, in the comics. So it's mm-hmm. really annoying that they take that big part of his character out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of that, I also have cheese. Yes, you do. I can't wait. <laughs> Let's do so, it. So, CBR.com announced that Marvel is introducing an LGBTQ plus cap in United States of Captain America. In honor of Captain America's 80th anniversary, Marvel will introduce teen- a teenage LBG- LBTQ- wait, LGBTQ <laughs> plus hero. And his name is Aaron Fisher, and he is the Captain America of the Railways. Uh, in honor of Captain America's 80th anniversary, Marvel Comics will celebrate the hero's impact with special limited series titled The United States of Captain America. Per Marvel's press release, the series will see Steve Rogers teaming up with Captain America's of the past, i.e. Bucky Barnes, Sam Wilson, John Walker, on a road trip across America to find his stolen shield. The writer Christopher Cantwell and artist Dale Eaglesham will be joined by a diverse group of talent to introduce a new version of Captain America in every issue. So that's pretty cool. And so one of these is going to be um, this character, uh, Aaron Fisher. So already I saw this um, article shared on one of my, my geek group fan pages whatever online and already people so upset about virtue signaling and poc signaling and and being not poc politically pc politically correct and oh my god why are they doing this and this is an abomination and i was like oh my god abomination first of all (laughs) they just read the title they're, they were already complaining about Steve Rogers becoming LGBTQ. I was like, first of all, idiots, that's not that's what not it even says. what this is about. <laughs> yes, people get so angry about things they don't have any idea about. But I, I've, I've stopped my keyboard warrior days long ago because I just learned that you're never going to change anybody's opinion. Um, and it, you're just the person. It's like that thing where um, they say... Um, Fighting with people and arguing with people and holding a grudge is the same as being mad at somebody, but you drinking poison and thinking that it's going to affect them. Mm-hmm. Oh, so anyway, goodness. I've stopped doing that. I've stopped fighting on on Facebook. I've tried to um, gently encourage my significant other to do the same, but he doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Tell me why Frank had an argument. My, my husband's name is Frank had an argument going about coronavirus in his group, his uh, 
like there's a bunch of like Latinos in this group, uh, I think on Facebook or on WhatsApp and they constantly, he's constantly arguing. So you're right. And he then gets all worked up and he's like, yes, Guess what this guy said. And yes. I was like, oh God, rolling my eyes again. <laughs> no, yeah. I, oh, like I used to do it a lot more when I was like in, in fucking high school and like towards like in the like three years I was in college like I'd be like oh no I can change their mind blah blah blah, blah. and I was then I realized I was like oh wait Me no, too. I'm not gonna fucking change their mind nope I'm just not. like on none of the reason the logic is gonna work on them so I'm just like nope I don't I don't do that anymore and I don't have the patience for it anymore I used to but nah at this point I'm just like man fuck y'all so I'm just like <laughs> I just I just don't interact with those yeah. people or I block them like honest to god I just like I'm making my life easier by just like ignoring them like that's yes, exactly mm-hmm. as one so, one wise woman once said ain't not ain't nobody got time for that <laughs> <laughs> it's true yeah. my phone so helpfully announces once a week how much time I've averaged on my phone and when it shows me that I average eight hours, I'm like, oh, eight hours a week. That's not bad. No, eight hours a day. So I am like, I am literally wasting my life away on my phone. But does it count when you stream music? <laughs> it actually does. Um, okay. It okay. does categorize the, the different ways that you're on your phone and tells you how. But mine is... M- more than 75 percent social media okay okay <laughs> for me actually mobile games are uh, now the number one thing because i'm uh, not on social media actually often. yes i play my mobile game too i play gardenscape on my phone <laughs> so um so yes i can spend at least an hour and a half in the morning in the bathroom <laughs> on my game. <laughs> sometimes I'll just be in there playing the game and be like, oh, shoot, it's already that time. I got to go. But no, just one more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then at nighttime when I'm on the couch watching TV, I can play my game too. But um, yeah, and just like checking on stuff throughout the day, but seven to eight hours a day. That's a full freaking time job. It yes. is like, damn, you're doing that as you're doing your job. But like, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous how much time we spend. And it's just like, sometimes it's like, yeah. When I went back to Twitter, I was on it a lot. But like around a couple months ago, I'm just like, all right, I need to fucking get off of Twitter. Like, this is exhausting. Twitter yeah. is exhausting. Twitter is very, ex- I'm not on Twitter um, I get announcements and if I see something that looks interesting, I'll go and read it. And then even just because even though it's just one post, I go down that rabbit hole and I'm there reading all the comments. <laughs> and, oh, here's another link over here. Next thing I know, I've been on Twitter for I don't know how long and I never even post on Twitter. Oh, but, yeah. but yes, so back to our, uh, <laughs> our um, Captain America this book is going to um, be coming out in honor of Pride Month, and it will debut in June. Uh, and so um, in the press release, it describes Aaron, um, this new character, as a fearless teen who stepped up to protect fellow runaways and the unhoused. 
Uh, he's inspired by heroes of the queer community, activists, leaders, and everyday folks pushing for a better life. That's amazing. That's really cool. So who, I mean, I'd like to read the story. I think it would be really, really cool. I love the art. Yeah. I've, I've seen, uh, I just saw like a little bit of the art and it was amazing. So, so thanks. Honestly, for- these people have never read fan fiction in their lives. There's like over 5,000 fix of a gay Captain America already. So you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, no news to me. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, Stucky is the is the ship name oh there's a lot more than just that there's a lot more i have to say after the first um episode of falcon winter soldier um i am now a sebastian stan fan because he cut his hair and he's very handsome under all that (laughs) mop (laughs) hey he's being handsome i don't know what you're talking about but yes he looks extra handsome all right guys it's t- time for our book review. And what are we reviewing today? So today we are reviewing Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls, 100 Immigrant Women Who Changed the World. And it was written by Elena Favilli. It's actually the, the third volume in this series because so there's two more books mm-hmm. uh, before this and it was a New York Times bestselling book for children and it's just filled with like a bunch of biographies about women in the world and who have helped shape a society and stuff like that. So it, it includes like modern modern women as well as like women from the past from chefs to surgeons to musicians, politicians, champions of judo, chess, it's filled with a bunch of like small info, like kind of like infograph, not infographs, but like like small little stories that accompany a page uh, mm-hmm. featuring the woman. So it's it's a children's book, yes. above all else. And it's kind of been formatted as a children's kind of story time book. And there is over, there's like not over a hundred, but like about exactly a hundred women in each volume. And it's really interesting. I learned about a lot of women who I did not know about, but, and, oh, and the artwork that's featured in it. I don't know if it's the same artist. I think it uh, is. In this particular volume, it's different artists. Okay, so it is different they're, artists. They're all listed, yeah, they're all listed in the back of the book. Oh, okay. There's one uh, artist depiction of the woman that they're, they're uh, honoring, and then um, the person who drew it and I think some of these were drawn by children I can't be sure but um, it was very interesting uh, these these books uh, have been translated in uh, over 50 languages around the world that's amazing yeah yeah that is amazing and you're right there I think this is the third one in its series I think they have good night for rebel girls uh, we had a good one of them I'm not sure which one but we had one of them in our shop for a while Mm-hmm. oh there's one that's is stories for boys who dare to be different oh that's oh, wow. cool. so, oh there's actually okay so in the rebel girls i think there's three but there's other books within kind of the same format that have been released uh stories for kids who dare for kids who dare to be different and then a her story magic unicorn bedtime stories women in science um so there's kind of a lot and uh i just found out but they also have a podcast so that's oh, pretty, wow. pretty pretty interesting. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, 
I we're following them on Instagram and I see a lot of people around the world posting their uh, their pictures and tagging them on them and it's just really extraordinary. Um, there's a, again a lot of women that I learned about in this uh, in this book. I I I mean I know women have been around since the dawn of time. But, <laughs> but, we, <laughs> but we rarely get like really cool in-depth stories and this by no means is an in-depth story but it's an introduction an introduction that is uh, for young ladies out there and that that uh, that I think needs to be told because um, this is basically like we said it's a bedtime story kind of book for young girls to inspire rebel girls out there for you know to I think I think it's really a, a great book to have just because uh, you never know what part of the storybooks your kids are going to remember when you're telling them the stories. So, I mean, for one, it could be the story about the astronaut. For the other one, it could be the story about the chef or, yeah. for, you know, so I think this is a really important book to have. That was one thing that I really did appreciate about this book, that this was not just, oh, the scientists that you know, created whatever, or, you know, discovered sent, the atom. <laughs> yeah. Sent something to the moon or whatever. Like mm -hmm. there were women from all, um, from all areas of interest, um, sports, uh, even, um, I mean, there was science, there was math, there was stuff, but even like Jen mentioned, um, chess players and, if you've ever, if you watched Queen's Gambit, you'll, you can see that chess is a very highly male dominated sport. Uh, is it a sport game? I don't know if it's considered a sport. Um, but a lot of these women were women who were finding space in places where women were not necessarily um, always welcome. So um, I really enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed the idea of young girls and boys reading these stories and seeing that not only were these women successful in their chosen field, but these were women who had to first, first go through the adversity and just trials of of immigration like they all came from one country to another to follow their dreams and it wasn't always necessarily the united states where they had they immigrated to there were multiple countries that um were represented in this book so mm -hmm. um i i it made me sad that i didn't have a young child to read this to <laughs> and share with and i also learned a lot i actually Full disclosure, I flipped through and I read the ones from fields that were interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's a good thing. I like that you were that uh, we were able to discern from that because I mean, most kids like they don't know what they want to do or what they're into and stuff like that. And so this is like a good, a good like introduction to like, especially young girls will be like, like, hey, if you want to do this or if you've never thought of this, this is something that has been done and that is possible like for young girls to do and stuff like that it's a very yeah. inspirational piece and and very much written and crafted for a much younger audience and I think it did a really good job with that as well um I will admit that I personally found it a little boring but I can see the benefits for it as well because it's definitely it's 
it's not written for me. It's written for kids. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I I told I mentioned earlier like it did its job. It put me to sleep. <laughs> but the value of being able to start conversations with kids um, and I think Sarah mentioned too that like it's written for kids and so some of the more um, uh, I juicy tidbits I guess I would say um, of some of the women that were shared were missing from uh, from some of their stories like I can't I I know for sure I read one and I can't remember which one it was and I should have made a note where I was like, honestly, this isn't the most interesting thing about this woman that I know of. And I wish they would have talked about what it was that, um, that I'm thinking of. And honestly, I can't remember right now, but just like Jen said, it's, we are not the audience. And so, yes, it's very much all ages, young, um, not even a young adult, but like, I would say eight to 12 geared towards Mm -hmm. eight to 12 year olds. Yeah, and it's and I want to also note that there are some words within the description of the character they're highlighting. There are some words that are in red, and those words are in a glossary in the back of the book, Mm -hmm. like immigrant, like a refugee, like all of those words that a kid might not understand is in the glossary in order for you to go back and actually, if they ask, "What's that?" then you can go back into the glossary and explain it in such a way that is okay for kids to hear from their parents when they're reading this book at nighttime for bedtime. But, but um, yeah, there was a lot of interesting uh, stories. Like there was um, Lupe Gonzalo. I didn't know anything about her. She's from Guatemala. Uh, she, was, she was an migrant worker, labor organizer coalition of the uh, Imokelin workers. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. <laughs> But um, I, I actually wrote a list of the people that I thought was interesting to go back and actually look up more information on them. Uh, there's Min Meta, she's an ortho surgeon, and there is an actual cast that she invented for sclerosis that helps um, shape a, a young kid's spine from curving from sclerosis. Mm-hmm. And that cast is named after her. I mean, how fucking revolutionary is that? Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. I also like that they, I mean, and like you said, there's all types of women like Nikki Yang. She's a voice actor. Uh, she's in comic books and a voice actor in Adventure Time. And I think she's immigrated from oh, Korea. Wow. So, I mean, there's this one, I, uh, there's so many, like I just kept writing a list and there's a uh, Reina Dung, Dung, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. She's a chef, a Vietnamese chef. <clears throat> and she uh, created a, a, a restaurant uh, for people with disabilities to be able to work in so I thought that was amazing yeah like, that's because awesome. she had a brother with down syndrome and so she wanted to be able to create a workspace that's uh, that's safe for them for people with disabilities or for down syndrome so I thought that was amazing she said you know I'm always going to be taking care of my brother so I just want people to understand that you know they are capable of doing normal things and they you know they're not lesser than so mm-hmm. I thought that was I mean, Sandra Kaufman, she was a NASA engineer from Costa Rica. When she told her mom she wanted to be an astronaut, her mom said, that's a man's job. Yep. I mean, oh, I can go on, but I mean, it. I found it extremely empo- empowering and inspiring. I read the whole thing. I, um, I didn't have a beer this time. I just 
Put on, <laughs> I just put on my reading light and I was listening to some Bach and a lot of these stories were really amazing. And I'm so glad I read it. There's a lot of women out there that have created change. I mean, and they're not all grown women. There's yeah, Kixie mm-hmm. Bastidia Patrick. She's Omi Otobi Toltec indigenous person. She's 17 year old years old and she led a worldwide, a global strike to protest climate change, a global strike to protest climate change at 17 years old. I mean, fuck, if that's not a rebel girl, I don't know what is. Most 17-year-olds don't even throw the trash in the trash can. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can go on. I can go on. There's uh, um, Elisa Rojas, who is from, from Chile, and she had to immigrate to France for better treatment because she had a... Um, she had a uh, disease that made her bones really brittle and she became mm-hmm. a lawyer and also she advocated for people with disabilities because most of the time she couldn't enter the courthouse to, de- right. to do her job. Yeah. And I'm just like, my God, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> like, but yeah, I mean, uh, as you can see, I'm a big fan of this book. I, I mean, even something so little, not little because it was big in my life. Diane von Futzenberg. Oh she, yeah, she's a designer, right? But uh-huh. she—I did not know that she created the wrap dress. Mm-hmm. In my twenties, the wrap dress was my jam. <laughs> it was fast. I—I I bought a—I bought one. I, I still remember it. I—I—I I, I wonder if I still have it. But that dress changed my life. I could go f- into like immediately into uh, interview mode in like a second. Because I just wrapped on them. And her styles, her outfits to this day are so highly collectible. If you find an old Diane von Fursterberg <laughs> um, <laughs> at a yard sale, pick that thing up because that thing is probably going for hundreds of dollars on eBay. Cool. Damn. I'm going to go look for my wrap dress. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, there's just so many guys. I mean, I could go on and on and on because I wrote down a list because I want to know more about these women. Um, <laughs> there's one woman. Uh, oh, Carolina Guerrero, a podcaster of a podcast called Radio Ambulante, which kind of means a portable radio. And it's a podcast and she interviews people around the world. And I'm just like, wow, this is and in Spanish. So, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I want to go on, but I'm not because that's a lot of women, <laughs> a lot of women. A um, hundred of them to be accurate. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like, okay, so yeah, some of the stuff was, yes, uh, it was definitely catered towards the younger audience, but just learning a little bit about them inspired me to write a list and go out and learn more about them. Josephine mm-hmm. Baker was one of the ones that I knew about. So um, that was really fun to see and read. And Lupita Nyong'o was also in there. That and it's Gloria mm-hmm. Stefan that I already know about. But all these other women that I did not know anything about was super awesome. So, um, and the artwork was really cute. Um, I don't know, like I said, if there were students who submitted their artwork or or, but some of them were really. It looked like kids, and some of them looked like more like adults did the artwork. But all in all, it, I thought it was a great book. I thought the glossary was something that I really like. I didn't need to use it, but I like that it was there. So um, do you guys want to add anything else or are you guys ready to rate it? I'm ready. I'm ready. 
All right. So I'll go first because I'm I wrote down my list of stuff. <laughs> so but I um I super enjoyed this. I really like that I came across it. I really love being introduced to such amazing women. And so I'm gonna give it um tres conchas for me. Okay, so this is Kristen, and even though I didn't read every single page, <laughs> I 100% understand the value of having this kind of book in existence to read, not only, like I said, to young girls, but also young boys. And I think it's important for both of them, for everybody, to know the successes and contributions that women make to the world. And um, I love that this is a book that can start those conversations and also inspire young kids to follow in some of their footsteps and to know that even through ad, um, ad, how do we say adversity, there you go, even through adversity like immigration or um, disability, that you can find uh, your place in life. So I also give it three quantas. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to give it two conchas uh, because I really, I did enjoy it and I read, uh, I tried to read through all of it, but in the end, I just ended up skimming like uh, the later half of the book because there is, there's quite a lot of content and I, the book did teach me about a lot of new people that I didn't know and I really appreciate that. Um, like Sarah, I wrote a list of the people who I was most interested in and I kind of wanted to like see and look them up and see if there's like anything autobiographical about them but it's definitely the a book that's for kids and was designed for kids so I'm gonna give it to Conchas I think it's a worthy read I think it's great for any parents who want to teach their children about prominent women in history or just like kind of a like you can do anything you want uh, or who you want to be kind of thing as well, which I think is invaluable to a lot of younger children as well. Uh, so I'm going to give it two conchas. Cool. Um, I'd like to note that one of the reasons I wanted us to read this book is because it's Women's History Month right now. Yes. And that's very important that we highlight that and celebrate that as well. I I want to point this out because I really loved it. I like this one story where, where this one, uh, one of the women wanted to be a tennis player, a professional tennis player, but because she got injured, she ended up being a freaking scientist in robotics. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, I feel like you should know that no matter what direction your life takes you in, it might be the right one for you. So I'll leave you with that, guys. But yes, that's that's been our book review. Thank you. All right, guys, it's now time for On My Radar. Kristen, you have an On My Radar. What's going on? I do have an On My Radar. And I will have to say <clears throat> that this book and this creator has been all over my um, Facebook page this last week. And so thank you to everybody that has been sharing and passing along and getting the word out there for home which is a brand new image comic that is going to be coming out in april it's a five issue mini series that will explore the real world implications of a migrant with superpowers so um it is written by julio anta who is a latinx creator 
And the story itself, like I said, called Home, follows a young boy who is torn away from his mother while seeking asylum at the U.S. border, just as something begins to change in him. He doesn't know it yet, but the, uh, it's the onset of superhuman abilities that will change his life forever. Hot button issues through the prism of superpowers are the order of the day in, in comics there. It's not often that a comic is so direct about asylum seekers at the U.S.-Mexican border these days. So I'm looking forward to it. You can um, find uh, excerpts online of, um, of the first couple of pages. And it's so visceral, the things that they're sharing and the words that are being said. And it doesn't seem like this creator is pulling any punches when it comes to the real world, deep-seated emotion that come with immigration and especially mm-hmm. uh, uh, an immigration where you are crossing the border illegally. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to this. Um, I ordered it on our initial order on, it was an initial order. I think I just did initial order. Mm-hmm. No, I must've done FOC. I did final order cutoff. So um, that, that does not mean that you still don't have time to get to your LCS and let them know that you want a copy of this book. It's coming out in April. And I believe that you can still call your local comic sh- shop and let them know that you want one, have it put aside for you. Um, if it's still available and if they know that there is a huge want and need, they can even order more before that day. So definitely call uh, your local comic shop. Let them know that you want issue one of Home, written by Julio Anta. And I believe the um, artist is Anna. And I'm so sorry for butchering your last name, but Weissizik. Weissizik. It's a very, um, it's a, it's a very long name where like the last six letters have not one vowel. So <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't know how to pronounce it, but it is um, a, a woman. Uh, artist so definitely check it out there's a lot of buzz about it I know that Henry Barajas has a had a had creator Julio on today on his show um he has a new show actually we should do that at uh, Saludos but um on Facebook he did a Facebook live today with him talking all about uh his new book so uh definitely home is on my radar I've seen it everywhere and you it should be on your radar too and I hope that you it's coming out soon so I hope that you're able to get a copy Yes. Well, I have it on my local comic book shop pool list at Heidi Ho Comics. <laughs> so no, Hooray. I'm excited. I've been waiting for this for a while. We've been seeing it on the social media. Um, so I'm very excited to read it, especially, I don't know if you guys know about the climate that's going on right now with people just throwing themselves in the river to cross the border, throwing their kids in the river to cr- try to cross the border to get to the other side some people have drowned it's just been so horrific um and and um it's just it's just horrible that these people feel that this is like their only chance at survival so yeah um this comic book just really hits close to something that's happening in the cur- in current events so i hope that you do contact your local comic book shop and put this on your pull list because it's a six issue series and i think it's worth reading definitely five issue oh i'm sorry five issue (laughs) all right guys it's now time for juntos y fuertes and christened 
our ambassador of our fortaleza. <laughs> <laughs> so this week I am uh, sharing a website called Feminist Frequency. And honestly, I don't know how I came about it. I was reading some articles and then you follow one link and then there's another link and then next thing you know, here you are. So um, this is a website that actually um, is a collection of this, I guess they're like a, an agency, an organization, a company, but um, their whole mission is to end abuse in the games industry. So as creators, players, and developers, and streamers continue to come forward with stories of harassment and abuse online or in the workplace, Feminist Frequency saw a need to make a stand and support those that need it most. In 2020, they established the industry's first games and online harassment hotline, a text-based support resource for people who struggle from abuse, burnout, depression, and more. They are continuing to find opportunities to support people and eradicate workplace and office abuse for those that make and play games. So gaming, just like comics, is another um, pretty male-dominated industry. And so... Um, we know, um, I mean, look at fucking, uh, what is it? Uh, is it Grand Theft Auto? Comics Gate, but there was something, there was a Gamers Gate too, I Gamer believe. Gate. Gamer Gate. Before there was yeah. Comics Gate, there right. was Gamer Gate. And yeah. actually, kind of, um, um, Feminist Frequency has been, uh, on a attack by both because they just, they don't just do gaming. They also do like other stuff like comics and stuff like that. Feminist Frequency is like, if you mention them online, anywhere and depending on your stance you will either get attacked or supported it's just personally i think feminist frequency does some great work uh and i think that a lot of their criticisms of the gaming industry is valid and needed and needs to be talked about but because of this they are constantly attacked uh but i didn't know that they had set up a, a hotline and i think that's also very very important because there is a lot of abuse in the gaming industry not just like not just like work abuse and stuff like that but like uh sexual harassment or like in situations that it's it's uh the gaming industry can be very very toxic yeah. very toxic and then but they're constantly behind the like, haha, we only like do games and stuff like that. None of that happens here. And I'm just like, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. If that was true, right? Would it be in so much shit as they would be? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I actually think I came across this because I was watching, I go onto um, a video black hole, rabbit hole on Facebook sometimes <laughs> where I click on the video of the the sad little dog who is scared and won't come out from under the bridge uh and the rescue a company comes and gets them and like turns them into a whole new dog and then i just start watching whatever video comes after that and then again after that and after that and after that and next thing i know i'm watching like brad mondo like dye his his mannequin's hair purple so <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Brad Bondo. <laughs> but um, that's how I was actually originally came upon Feminist Frequency is that they have a series of YouTube videos that is actually talking about the media's relationship to gender, race, and sexuality, and really try to be an advocate for the just treatment of, of women, but also all people. 
So they have video series that you can check out on YouTube. You can check it out on their website, Feminist Frequency. And um, definitely when it comes to women who are trying to make a difference in male-dominated industries, they are really out there doing the frontline work. Absolutely. All right, guys, it's now time for En La Libreria. Jen, take it away. So today it's not, uh, it's more of a, instead of a, like En La Libreria, it's En La Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> so on Kickstarter, there is Pretty, the animation. And it's, the synopsis is on a scorching summer day at a community pool, a black teen steps out of his comfort zone and overcomes his fear of the deep end. So this is actually a Kickstarter for an animated movie um, uh, that had a goal of $50,000, but they have already exceeded it and they're at $65,273. Wow. With over 2,000 backers and still 10 days to go. So um, the story is... Basically, it takes place in Savannah, Georgia, around the early 2000s, uh, and backdrops this naturalistic coming-of-age story. The Deep South breeds its Black boys hard, and then there's Jay. He sticks out of all the, for all the wrong reasons. He's dark-skinned, quiet, and skinny, and likes to wear flowers in his hair. The opposite of his masculine and charismatic older brother, Jacob. Their differences peak at the community pool where swaggering manhood is on full display. Oh. Jay is reserved as he struggles to embody his brother's carefree confidence until he gets help from Justin, a charming light-skinned boy from the neighborhood. Their new friendship is tested, however, when an unspoken truth dares to surface. And the, the entire movie is being directed and produced all by people of color, specifically Black uh producers and animators so that's immediately like it immediately caught my eye but above all else they decide they describe the movie as bringing Hayao Miyazaki to the hood uh so oh, the I get that originally... reference <laughs> yeah <laughs> for those so, of us who don't get the reference <laughs> please explain well Hayao Miyazaki is uh he's well known for like Studio Ghibli like Howl's Moving Castle uh Lapita oh, yes. Castle in the Sky basically very beautifully animated movies and anime and that are usually feature length they're just they're just amazing and beautiful to look at uh and they place a heavy emphasis on emotions on conveying emotions than reality so it's it's a wonderful style of animation and just looking at it and the video that they produced I can 100% see how they were inspired by Hayao Miyazaki and the anime style as well it's a it looks like a beautiful animated uh, animated movie uh, that's going to be brought. And they were originally planning to make it as a live action short film, but their shoot got canceled due to COVID-19. And they like, but they decided like, all right, since we can't do it live action, we're going to do it as an animated series. And it was actually originally a novel uh, written by one of the director's friends, uh, oh, wow. Keith F. Miller Jr. So it's like, the base pledge starts at a dollar and you'll just be put on the pretty email list. And it's just if you want to like back the project and stuff like that. The next tier up is $15 and you get uh, you get on the email list and you get a wallpaper for backing the project. The one after that is $20 where you get early access to the animated film. Uh, you get the wallpaper and you get the email list as well. But $20 is the one if you want the movie 
for yourself and you want to like watch it they'll give you early access they'll give you i believe they'll give you the link to watch the 20 minute it's because it's going to be very short it's going to be 20 minutes so it's a, it's a short film then after that you it goes up uh to 50 where you get access to a playlist that they have specifically designed for this animated film so it's it i think it's a very um, important thing to back especially uh for animation and stuff like that you don't really see a lot of feature uh well this isn't full feature length it's a 20 minute short film but that's still something and it looks it looks absolutely beautiful and it looks like a very compelling story as well because i have my guesses as to where it's going about and what that truth is uh based on the style and it seems from the directors themselves but i want to see for sure and it's just it just looks beautiful i 100% recommend backing it uh even if you just like want to support it and not watch it yourself you can just pledge a dollar it helps a lot and a lot of people are very interested in this as well so Pretty is P-R-I-T-T-Y, the animation on kickstarter.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for bringing that up. I sounds super amazing. And the fact that they went animated instead of live action, you know, don't let obstacles stop you. Just keep on working on what you dream of and your project that you're passionate about. All right, guys, it's now time for saludos. Kristen. ¿A quién estamos saludando hoy? Today estamos saludando Fantastic Frankie. This is also another amazing, cool surprise discovery that I made on one of my fa uh, Facebook rabbit hole adventures. Um, and she is a YouTuber. Um, a, she is um, a, a Black woman who actually uh, gets onto YouTube and records videos um, about comics, about pop culture, um, about a lot of the same things that we talk about. Uh, and she's very engaging, very entertaining. And she has something that really caught my eye. And I was like, oh my God, I love this woman. I don't even know her and I wanna support her in any way I can. And so we are giving her saludos. She created something called the Fanboy Fighter. And she, um, she has t-shirts, she has hats, but when you ask her, what is Fanboy Fighter? She talked about how when she had an interest in um, media and writing and filmmaking, she kind of uh, started to go online and was like looking uh, into um, a lot of fandoms. And that when she was there, she was watching just a lot of white boys on YouTube discussing what they <laughs> didn't like about specific shows. And that's the only thing she saw. And so she said they weren't catching uh, even half of the stuff because they're quote unquote white men and they don't understand a deeper dynamic. So um, she is a fanboy fighter. She is trying to basically um, go out there and open the minds and open the world up to the fact that there is so much more out there. And, um, and those gatekeepers that are trying to keep uh, people, women, women of color, people of color out of their fandoms, um, there are people that are going to fight them for that. <laughs> so, um, and I mean, I can 100% say that Commodity Comics is a fanboy fighter. 
Um, so <laughs> yeah. um, we each are fanboy fighters. So um, I really loved why I watched a couple of her episodes. She actually had taken some time off, I'm assuming because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and is newly back to it. Um, you can find her at Fantastic Frankie on YouTube, on Facebook. And I, uh, she also does have a website. So you can uh, figure um, out where you best would like to catch her and um, watch her stuff. So again, that is Fantastic Frankie. And Frankie is F-R-A-N-K-E-Y. Yeah, as you were uh, talking about her, I actually subscribed to her YouTube so that's super cool um i believe we had another saludos on henry barajas he has a a interview is it a channel or oh yes so i was watching right before we came on here he was interviewing uh julio anta who is the creator of home and i don't know if it's his first episode or if i've missed some but um he has a new show and i'm trying to see what it was called here because um it was on live uh i think it's contrary to henry that's what it's called oh nice i love the name contrary to henry Instead of according to Henry, apparently it's contrary. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so you can find that, I believe, on Facebook. That's where I saw it. He had a live show today. But darn it, Henry, you did it right while we were in the middle of doing our podcast. So you're going to have to change that so that we can watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the cool thing about uh, these live streamed episodes uh, on any of the Facebook people you follow, you can always watch them after they've uh, ended the live stream and they they are released out to the public afterwards. Um, so much like Heidi Ho Comics Tuesdays was is it Tuesdays for Heidi yes, Ho? Yes, Com- Tuesday Night Live. <laughs> Tuesday Night Live. <laughs> Um, sometimes I don't get a chance to watch the Tuesday, but I, I always stream it afterwards and it's so awesome. Um, I like that flexibility and uh, I don't know why, but I'm really loving the flexibility of these things that even if I miss them at the time that they're released, I'm able to stream them later. So please be sure to check that out. Please don't miss out on that for sure. In case you don't remember, Henry Barajas is the amazing, talented creator of Bostamayo Tatarambo. Mm-hmm. and the brand new series it hasn't come out yet helm gray castle which is rpg for uh people of color <laughs> well the comic isn't but there is an rpg that is um associated with it that i'm actually really interested in i'm excited to see it mm-hmm. all right guys that brings us to the end of this episode where can they find us girls you can find us on Facebook at Comic Comadres and on Instagram at Comadres y Comics. You can find us on Twitter at Comic Comadres where you can DM us as well. You can always email us directly at comadresycomics at gmail.com. Please remember, you could always find us and other wonderful uh, content, other podcasts on periodnetwork.com. Also, you can find us on our YouTube channel where we do amazing interviews with amazing creators in the comic book industry. Uh, again, that's YouTube at comadresycomics.com. Um, also, please remember, we are still doing that drawing uh, for the first two issues, autograph uh, 
Lightning Strikes by Marcus Newsom. And also I've included a Monkish ninth anniversary beer release, can release. So please be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review on uh, CastBox or you can comment and subscribe on YouTube to be entered into the drawing. There is uh, a few entries. So please be sure to enter so to not miss out. Am I the only drunk out here? Do you guys not want... <laughs> this exclusive can release seriously guys i think you would jump on the opportunity to have a can brood and can exclusive ninth anniversary release from monkish tell me if you don't understand how amazing it's gonna be as a mouthfeel <laughs> anyway guys thank you so much for listening we have been your host i'm sarah i'm Kristen, and i'm jen also, please don't forget to check out our Patreon. Where can they find the Patreon, Kristen? Yes, so you can find the Patreon at um, patreon.com slash period podcast network. And it is a collaboration, a co-op Patreon with ourselves and all of the other amazing women-led podcasts that are, are part of the network. And we all create amazing content by women for everyone. So definitely support us there where you'll be um, able to uh, actually get a lot of extra content from all of the podcasts, including us, where you'll hear our cheese um, that we are just talking about before we even get started. <laughs> let, let me tell you guys, it's juicy. <laughs> oh yeah. We uh well, we get really into things. Oh my god. If you <laughs> so thought if you this want was that crazy. exclusive content, sign up for our Patreon where you can well, hear us be as even more gossipy than usual. <laughs> oh my god, we just let loose. So check that out. Uh thank you guys for listening. Again, I'm just closing gonna close it off. We have been your host. I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.